And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd, the host, uh, lover of all things small business, advocate, bookkeeper, wearer of many hats would be a good description. And today we're going to be focusing on a particular hat, which, look, let's admit it, we don't as small business think about it. We don't worry about it. We try not to think about it because it's going to cause us worry. And really, we're going to be talking about the psychological aspect of uh, of business. And it's something that we don't spend enough time. In fact, the only time we really spend on it is when we're stressing about our businesses and how we're going and where we're going into the future. And it's, uh, it's an important aspect that we should probably think about almost on a daily basis. Now, today's special guest, Leah from Success Insight, is an expert in business psychology and psychometric profiling. And today she's going to share with us some knowledge about how to deal with, uh, I guess, with the overwhelm side of things and um, how to feel a little bit more in control, psychologically speaking, of your business. In the last few weeks, we've had some fantastic special guests ranging from those who with quite a technical knowledge all the way through to those of us who um, are just giving business advice. And I'm hoping that today's program will do exactly that for the listeners. So welcome to the program, Leah. Thank you, Alexi. Thank you very much for coming on. Now, I'm really excited to have you on the program because I do really enjoy having people with the sort of knowledge um, about psychological, I don't want to say testing because there's a little bit of uh, fear of psychoanalysis, I think, that that a lot of people might have when when they have to sit down and really think about their businesses as well. I'll just get you to come a bit closer to the mic as well. Um, Now, when it comes to psychologically, how do you even broach the subject with small business when when you want them to talk about that aspect? Because, I mean, I can talk to them about numbers and, you know, another expert might talk to them about insurance. That's that's something they sort of know, okay, I've got to do it. But how do you really get them to think about psychology and, um, and moving forward with it? That's a great question, Alexi. And um, I guess to be honest with you, I... I do have a background in in the psychology of business and, and mindset and this is often overlooked when we are so busy in the business of doing the yes. business. Yes, the you, doing. The doing and it's normally, it's usually a, a, a passion that we have for something that draws us into business. Mm-hmm. And so, and we are often um, highly skilled at the technical aspects of the business. And I would say the technical aspects of a business, as you mentioned, is the numbers. Mm. It, you know, is is working all of those lead and lag measures that um, will generate revenue and, and all the aspects of the doing. So when you engage a uh, psychology trained business coach uh, like myself, my focus and expertise is how are you thinking? What are your thinking skills? What is your um, what is your toolkit mm. of your mind that sits over and above what you are doing in the business? I love that expression. I love the toolkit of the mind mm-hmm. because, you know, so many times we focus on the widget that we're making. We're focusing on the numbers, not just on the accounting numbers, which I'm a fan of, but also the numbers of uh, achieving goals and, and getting those sales targets and how many people can I call this week and how many people can I convert. It just seems to be so numbers centric. Um, and I guess you've got to move past that and think think about the bigger picture? Is that is that how you put people into that mindset to really start thinking about it in the first place? 
often a um, a core question I will ask is, yes, tell me how you got to be here. Tell me about what's brought you here. So it's like the icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. business coast icebreaker. Yeah, and it also brings us back to what matters most to us, right? And I have not met a single business owner that doesn't have a passion beyond the numbers and beyond that drive to succeed financially. It, there is an element of wanting to contribute. Mm-hmm. There's an element of adding value. And there's a big personal element of their character that's buried, often buried deep underneath the doing. And often tradition, traditional business coaches will come in and we look specifically at the numbers and we look at the doing and we're trying to improve what are you doing? How can you be more productive and more effective? Whereas a psychology-trained mindset coach where I focus on thinking skills, I will help to upskill your ability to think about what you're doing and think about problem solving. And I do this by teaching a range of thinking models and 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 working with you to apl- to learn how to apply those thinking models so that you can reconnect with why things matter. See, I got really excited then when you said models because it made, immediately made me think of process. So I'm, I'm a fan of, of very practical strategies. So talk me through some of those. Give me a step-by-step process really broadly without giving away, obviously, your industry secrets. But Obviously, you want to you want to take people on that on that journey of, of progression and, and moving forward and getting into the right mindset. Step one, let's talk about the psychology and how you think about things. Is it just a matter of being? I mean, I'm just going to be really base here. Is it, is it just a matter of being more organised? Is it that simple, or is it that simple of just having a list and checking it off? It's obviously not, because obviously I'm not a mind coach. <laughs> I, I just think of lists. Um, but how do you get people into that into that strategy? And and maybe what's that? process step by step to to move and get your your mind thinking in the right way. Well, I love the way you are thinking, Alexi, because the the to-do lists is absolutely a start point where, you know, it's like doing a brain dump of everything we've got to do that day, that week, that month. That is definitely one approach to take. And then when you have a system to guide your thinking, to help you categorise that to-do list, right, if you think about it as a hierarchy. And so for for everything on that to-do list, what category does that pertain to? So to give you some a framework to to consider here, the the, the four factor framework that I work with mm. um, is uh, is 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 designed to align our thinking and enable us to categorise and subcategorize the to-do lists into a format that will then help to to move and get your your mind thinking in the right way. Well, I love the way you are thinking, Alexi, because the the to-do lists is absolutely a start point where, you know, it's like doing a brain dump of everything we've got to do that day, that week, that month. That is definitely one approach to take. And then when you have a system to guide your thinking, to help you categorise that to-do list, right, if you think about it as a hierarchy. And so for for everything on that to-do list, what category does that pertain to? So to give you some a framework to to consider here, the the, the four-factor framework that I work with 
um, is, uh, is, is, is designed to align our thinking and enable us to categorise and subcategorise the to-do lists into a format that will then help A, to prioritise, B, the magic word, word prioritise. It will also help you identify the gaps of where you need to ask for help. Oh, yes. Good. And I would say that for the small business owner, the the CEO of their own baby, often the (laughs) hardest thing to ask for is outside help because we want to look like we've got it all together. We, we, we don't want other people to think that we don't know what we're doing. So there's all this image management that often goes on while, you know, that whole scenario of the duck looking smooth on top and <laughs> paddling like mad underneath. Yeah. Whereas when we're paddling underneath, you know, energetically, people, people get that. And wasting time. And wasting time. Yeah, that's right. I really like what your focus is there with with the importance of outsourcing because um, quite often it does take a couple of years in your business journey to recognise, first of all, what do I suck at? Mm. What am I really bad at that I need help with? Or, Or maybe even just a little bit more coaching. But at the end of the day, we don't, this whole wearing lots of hats business is actually a big frou-frou. It's, it's what we think we do at the beginning of the journey. And then once you've been in business for a bit, you just go, actually, you know what, that hat doesn't fit. Mm. <laughs> that one is just really ugly. I don't want to wear that hat. And, and you work out which hats you've got to put on other people. Yes, but often we wear those hats that for too long, mm. right? We get into a groove that, you know, is becomes our pattern and we often will be that 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 emu with the, the head in the sand. Yeah. Right? And and this is where often then it's only when we're in really deep quagmire that we're asking for help. And you know, whereas the statistics, the evidence shows um, that you know that the business owners who do engage a skilled coach at the beginning of their journey and continue according to their needs are four times more likely to succeed. And we know the numbers, the statistics of businesses that fail in their first two years. That's right. And, and is it because they've got the um, the person that they're, they're accountable for, to? Do you think that's the key, that they've got someone that they have to report back to? Or is it is it because in in all honesty is it because the skills of that coach is there to help them along or is it because they just have to do it because they've got deadlines that they have to meet for this person what's the secret sauce to the business coach wow you know where i went with that whole aspect of accountability and having to answer to that boss isn't that what a lot of us have left wanted to leave behind good point yeah that's <laughs> in right in the corporate world or you know in in government and and we think that by starting our own business we're going to be our own boss so what i like to um you know to to share is that your your business coach needs to be someone who is in your corner and that person that you want to report into that you 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 absolutely trust as you would your your uh, your your partner because you know if that trust and that sense of of um belief that that person is going to be 
have the skill and the resources that you need to help you do what you need to do, the relationship won't work. So and how do you it will find feel that like person? Just another boss. How, how do you find that person? Take me through what what are the good questions to ask yes. when you're searching, particularly in your area of expertise, the mind coach. What are the good questions to ask to find the right person? Is there a professional association that that person should be a part of, or is there some sort of training or qualifications you would expect them to have as a starting point? And that's that's a great question as well, Alexi, because there is no um, barrier of entry as such to be able to call yourself a coach. So there is not a specific qualification per se. There are uh, various training organisations that provide different types of training. And again, this is where it comes back to asking questions like, what what systems do you use to support mm. your, um, your profession? Mm-hmm. And, you know, who are you associating with? Right. Is this the person that, if you're the client, you're looking for the yes. coach, these are the questions you're asking? Definitely. Yep. You okay. want to make sure that whoever you're engaging is already part of a mastermind, a brains trust, has their own coach and their own support system for supervision, mm-hmm. right? Because there is no one size fits all. I like that there idea. Is no I like one that idea of all. saying that uh, that person is has to be have their own coach are we are we looking for a coach with a coach and that person has a coach is it a coach like a babushka doll (laughs) yeah absolutely you want someone that is continually investing in their education and in their own development and 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 that is because that is 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 key to success that we are growing and expanding Mm. and also that we have an evidence-based systematic approach to watch what we teach because so many times I will meet business owners will say, I had a business coach and I paid a lot of money and I don't really know what I got. Yeah. So the the fit, the match, I would absolutely uh, recommend a, a conversation, mm-hmm. right? And and most coaches will give you 30 minutes, an hour of a, um, a discovery session, mm-hmm. a mutual conversation to assess the fit. Mm-hmm. But again, what evidence-based systems do they use? What, what is their um, development program themselves, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I would never pay money to someone who is not in continuous development themselves. Right, so the saying is that that formal education will get you your first job. Self education will will bring your dreams to reality. Oh, that's a, that's absolutely fantastic. Right. I, look, we're going to take a quick break now. There's so much to talk about. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the the systems that you use and also um, how to combat the overwhelm associated with those those systems. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. We'll be back after this. So today we're talking to Leah and we are discussing the importance of uh, how to engage. Just before the break, we were talking about how to engage with a good mindset coach, different from a business coach, but still someone who supports you in your business journey um, and the sort of questions that you should ask. Now, we also touched on, Leah, um, the idea of feeling a sense of control by writing a list. I mean, that's really base, obviously. There's there's a technique to that. But what I, I'm a bit anti, because I've, I've been on this list organisational journey myself as a business owner, and I used to have a thing called, I used to call it race to the bottom of the page. And it used to be, how many things can I think of that I can do to get to the bottom of this A4 page? And um, 
there's a certain uh, craziness to that because although I feel organised because it's down on paper, I suddenly feel completely overwhelmed because I'm going, oh, my God, there's a whole page. I don't know what I'm doing. <clears throat> so what is it that we can do to find that balance between being organised, getting it out of our head, but also not looking at a piece of paper and thinking, oh, how am I going to get all this done? <clears throat> What's yes. the secret source to that? The secret source is absolutely what system are you using to categorise your thinking? Because our subconscious can only handle four to seven chunks at one time. Oh. So when we're in overwhelm, we've, we're at, our attention is going beyond those seven chunks. And in fact, I think the le- latest research is pointing more towards the lower end. So f- more than four chunks even. We're going into overwhelm. So pick one thing mm-hmm. right in that moment. And because when you choose one door, all other doors open, mm-hmm. right? So this is this is a, a skill, right? That that you know that that we learn to do, and we're through practicing the skill, we're building new new neurology, and that's what a um, mindset coach such as myself, you know, where I, I have the background in um, a you know master's of science degree in coaching psychology and continual learning in brain principles and systems to help us categorise our thinking. And I will talk about the system that the umbrella system I use in a moment. But let's just talk about that point of overwhelm. Pick one thing, one, one thing on that list. Why does this matter to me? Why is it important? For what purpose does this serve? Is it ecological? Does it help me? Does it help you? And is it for the greater good? Just like we should all turn our dryers off right? Mm -hmm. It's good for me, it's good for you, and it's absolutely for the greater good, Mm -hmm. right? And this is where having a system to um, fall back on within yourself, and this is a big part of the training that I do, and that's why, again, it's not one or two sessions. It will often start with six sessions and then roll out into a development plan over nine to 12 months, which we're continually tweaking. But effectively, what I help you do is recategorise your thinking so that we we Firstly, we we put those things into four pillars and the four pillars I use is a system called the critical alignment model, which is a um, an overarching thinking and behavioural model that was developed by Sharon Pearson, who's the founder and leader of the Coaching Institute and one of Australia's most successful um, psychology-based mindset coaches. And so with this model, then, we start with environment. There's four pillars, environment, structure, implementation and people. And this can be applied to any context, whether you're building a house, whether you're writing a business plan, whether you're um, organising a wedding, uh, whether you're organising your day, right? So the environment aspect is all things mindset. So it's our vision, mission, beliefs, um, our attitudes and and the why behind a, a, a decision, Let's say if we if we use the frame of how do we approach a decision, like which thing should I do first? Mm. So the environment aspect. So what is the vision, mission, values, belief? What and then the structure aspect is the what. So the structure is going to be all your systems and processes. And think about a house. It's going to be the scaffolding that that holds up the walls and allows the roof to come on. So we must get our structures in place. 
and then the implementation aspect is what is actually done. So that's our action plans. That's the things we do within the structures to produce the outcome that sits in the environment. And then the fourth category is the people category. And this is where, who do I need to be to get stuff done within those structures and to, to complete on purpose? And so this is where, and then who do I need on my bus? What seats do I need filled on my bus? And typically, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners and consultants are so busy doing, right? They're doing and they're, they're doing their best to be the, the, the best at everything. As we said, we, you know, they typically don't delegate particularly well. But until you have this system to categorise and subcategorise all aspects of your business, your decision making processes, then you will be always at the mercy of this endless list. And and also because what we learn to do by by learning to think within this four-pillared structure is that we learn to truly work from that famous saying, start with the end in mind. Mm. Start with the end in mind. And that is annually, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily, right? So we're using that traditional business approach Mm -hmm. and adding a a layer of how we think about it that is going to give us a whole range of new possibilities and um, and options and ways to approach that endless to-do list. Mm. And the goal of, of, certainly my goal, is to teach and um, transfer all of my mindset skills that we work together on so that you as the business owner can take those and teach those to your team and have that infiltrate how you operate in life. So it's that very much that integrated approach of putting you in the centre of your business. Your mind and how you think about things is what will determine your results. Right. Because life. So it's that very much that integrated approach of putting you in the centre of your business. Your mind and how you think about things is what will determine your results. Right. Because you are getting the results today as a result of what you focus on. Mm. And it does. It's, it's, a, it's about that focus element, isn't it? It's about having a look at the what, what, what used to be an overwhelm and then looking at it with this particular, I guess, mental attitude to help prioritise and then see what's the most important thing and, and what, what needs to maybe just be a bit of frou-frou and comes in at the end kind of thing. Um, I do, when you mentioned the whole quarterly, monthly, weekly, I know talking to some businesses that that can seem a little bit like I don't even have half a day where I can sit down with butcher paper and pretty colours and work all this out. I don't, I don't have the time to sit down and, and, and really prioritise my lists even to working out what time frame they need to be held in. So what would you say to a business who is experiencing that, that difficulty of finding the right time in a practical sense? Is it just pick yourself up, go to somewhere that you're not used to working in, taking different paper, maybe take yourself to Kiki K and treat yourself to a nice notebook? What in a practical way is a great way to get over that initial sense of overwhelm to, I guess, creating that list in the first place? Is there something you can suggest? That That's a great question. And The truth of the matter is, Alexi, that we give our attention 
and we spend our time on the things that matter most to us. And that will be driven subconsciously if we don't make conscious decisions about what we give our time to. And as a business owner, if you do not create time to work on your business, whether it be with coloured papers and and a whiteboard or sitting on a rock contemplating. Or listening to great podcasts like Small Biz Matters. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You have to make the time is what you're saying. Yeah, and we must prioritise working on the business that has to be as important as getting your BAS statements in or, mm-hmm. or as important as paying your people. Well, here's a thought because we, uh, us as bookkeepers, we just experienced a, a massive whopping great big BAS deadline because we get, we get extra time as BAS agents. But um, I, I obviously have that sense of relief now that that's all done and everybody's lodged and everyone's happy and all clients are good. So maybe now is a good time now that my brain is a bit emptier of all that client work, I've just come over that big hurdle, maybe today is a great time to sit down and go, okay, well, I need to reconsider where I'm working my, my office. Let's, let's make a time plan for that. Or I need to think about bringing on more staff. Um, let's make a time frame for that and work backwards from, well, if I want to employ someone in three months' time, I need to be looking around now uh, in order to interview in a month, in order to onboard and they have to leave their job. Because people forget about those timelines, don't they? Absolutely. For those goals. I mean, they go, I just, I need to, I need to move out of home and go into a real office. Okay, that's great. First, you need to shop around. First, you need to do this and this and this. So I guess one way of getting over that overwhelm is, like you said, looking at the end in mind, working out for you what's really important as a business. Do you really need to move out of home? Are you okay working where you are? Or is it seriously driving you crazy that you're getting up every five minutes to hang a load mm. of washing? So it's kind of, yeah, it is. It's, it's a bit of a balance, isn't it? It's a balance of figuring out what's important and going back to your why and, and, then, and then without feeling a sense of overwhelm in terms of all those things you've got to do. Yeah, and I would also add to that that the fastest way out of that is at this time is to engage that psychology-based business coach right? Someone who has the, the um, psychology training plus the business background mm-hmm. that is going to help facilitate and accelerate your thinking processes because we are not islands. And yet as business owners, often if we come back to this whole thing, we've got to do it ourselves. We've got to figure it out ourselves. And particularly with the values work and, and, and purpose-based work, far more efficient to work with a, um, a, a, a coach who is trained again in a systemized approach to how we actually define your purpose values mission so that it becomes a working um, a, a working project and not just something that lands on the wall and never gets visited again. How many businesses have values on the wall mm. that supposedly are a reflection of what matters most to them? And then they gather dust. And then they gather dust. Yep. So again, a lot of the work we do is weave in all those elements of what's most important of working on your mindset and bringing that in to practical ways to weave that into what you do in your everyday life. I think it's very important what you're mentioning there about um, someone with a systemized process and coming back to what you said originally when you're shopping around for uh, perhaps a mindset coach or a business coach at all is that they themselves are going through a journey and, and growing and, and perhaps even having their own coaches as well for their business so that they can see from the inside what it is that their clients are going through as well. 
Now let's talk a little bit about um, some of the the processes that you suggest. Um, psychometric testing is 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 fascinating to me. I went to a fantastic workshop with Katrina Friel. She's been on the program before. She's an executive coach, and I'd never done any of this. I mean, I came from an office management background, in uh, and a teaching background. I'll tell you what, as teachers, you get you get none of this training. <laughs> But but to sit down and actually be psychometrically tested and work out what I am, like, you know, you do the testing and you get spat out at the end and you work out what you are. I mean, I could have told myself that I'm an emotional, kinesthetic, whatever it is person. I can't even remember what it is now. But um, it's an interesting process to go through. Um, so could you just take me through a little bit, explain... Um, better than I just did. How how the system how the system works? Look, I think what you explained was um, was a, a, a fabulous foundation for what a lot of people's experience is with psychometric testing, and that is, well, I kind of I got new labels for what I know I am already. Mm. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, with with delving a little bit deeper into why it is those labels are applicable, because mm. often we we can go, we can we can pigeonhole ourselves psychologically. I mean, you get to a certain age, you're like, okay, I know I'm organised. I also know I'm very emotional, and I know I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, and this. But what does that mean? Yes. And, and how is that applicable? And I think that's that's. And sort why of the next does it step. matter? Why does it mm. matter? Yeah. Right. Yeah. For what purpose do you do you undertake a psychometric test? What it, What is the, the one thing you want to be moving forward on that you're not moving forward on right now that you're looking for this data set to shed light on? Are you saying what are your weaknesses? No, I'm, I'm asking you to come to the table yeah. with that question in mind. I see. Because what we, what we want to do is, again, we want to feed our subconscious with a specific question because our subconscious mind is going to go searching for evidence for that. Mm-hmm. So if, if, and a lot of people come and they just want to, they're just curious to see what this particular profiling tool that I use, how, you know, what's that going to tell them about themselves? And I will always delve one layer deeper, say, for what purpose do you want to know? What is one element that you want more information about that's going to help you, that you believe is going to help you move forward in a particular area of your business? Right. Because this um, profile tool that I use, which is the MetaDynamics profile tool developed by uh, Sharon Pearson and the Coaching Institute, is very attuned. It's been designed specifically to interrogate the way we think and come out with a, a pattern of archetypes that reflect what our natural, most dominant lead, leadership thinking styles are. Yes, that, that, that's very interesting. Just take me through really broadly, because I know that this can be a very uh, detailed, uh, long exercise. What is the process of going through a, a testing thing like this? Do you sit there with a tic-tac-toe board and speed and get these tests? How does it even work for those of you who, who haven't experienced it before? Well, there are. It's it's most of these um, psychometric tests are an online program now. Mm-hmm. So you'll sit down, and there's there's um, a, a fee to pay for mm-hmm. the for the license, and then also the a diagnostic analysis session, uh, which runs. Uh, I I take three hours to to unpack mine. And so you'll do the uh, assessment online Mm -hmm. and from that assessment then a report will be generated and you'll get um, uh, different information, both quantitative and qualitative information that we will then use to discuss which aspects 
of either strengths or gaps are we seeing that are impacting you in your business and in your life right now? So we're looking for ways to uncover, go go like under the hood of what you already know about yourself. So do they tend to be multiple choice questions that you you tend to do and, and, and it lasts for what, a half an hour to an yeah, hour? Yeah, it would be 45 minutes to an hour. The either or questions mm-hmm. um, and, and the beauty of the metadynamics profile is that it maps back to that critical alignment model that I shared. So it will map your thinking back into how effectively or how you make make meaning of things from an environmental stance in as as far as what your aspect and your strengths and gaps are in structure, what your strengths and gaps are in implementation, and also with peak forms the foundation of what can become your development plan for the next 24 to 48 months that you can take away and work with another coach if you prefer or, um, or a, a group um, coaching or mastermind um, option that, that I run also. And so, but what you get is a blueprint that can set you up for the next 12 to 24 months. Mm, yeah, no, it, it, and it's 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 kind of like a foundation stone, isn't it? We're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters and come back after this. We're just going to listen to some community service announcements. We'll be back on Triple H 100.1 FM. And you are live on the air with Triple H 100.1 FM. My name is Alexi Boyd, host of Small Biz Matters, which we are right in the middle of the program for. If, of course, you have missed any of today's show, you can catch up via the smallbizmatters.com.au blogs and podcast page, where there are over 100 podcasts to listen to at your leisure. Um, we've had lots of fantastic guests, including the guests we have on today, Leah, who is talking to us all about uh, the psychology of being a business owner and how to improve on that, and also how to shop around for a really great um, life and business coach um, and yeah I think it's been it's been an interesting program today because we've talked a lot about uh, the processes of understanding your own psychology as a business owner I think that's it's important to understand as I said at the beginning of the program it's often something we just pop at the bottom of the list it certainly doesn't make it into any butcher paper <laughs> does it? You don't come across anybody going, right, I've sat down and I've worked out that the very first thing I need to do is analyse the way I approach my business as a business owner. Does anyone ever come to you like that? No. No. (laughs) They're coming to you and saying, I need to meet these targets, these numbers. My accountant said, my business um, advisor has said, I need to do this, this and this. My financial advisor said, I need to earn this much before I can invest in property. That's what we seem to be bogged down in. So at the beginning of the program, Leah, you're mentioning a good way of tackling, uh, getting, just even getting into the psychology of things, right? I mean, we don't really do that as, as business owners. No, and I was thinking as you were sharing there, Alexi, whether, you know, if we added another line in the spreadsheet, even thinking skills, <laughs> right? Thinking skills. What's the benchmark for my thinking skills Imagine because that. we're benchmarking numbers, aren't we? Yes. We're benchmarking all sorts of other things. What would happen to that small business owner if they put as much value on their thinking skills as as a thing? Yeah. Right? As a thing. As a line item. As a line item. Putting it in their chart of accounts. Layer. Imagine that. Whoa. This is I've got research and subscriptions, I've got computer bits and pieces for hardware, and I've got thinking skills. Let's go with that. <laughs> We're going to change the world. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but it is. It's it's not something we should be putting at the bottom of the pile. And I think it takes a good 
I've just seen from from my clients um, as a bookkeeper with Boyd Office Management Services, <gasps> proud supporters of Triple H. Um, as I see with with going through the journey with that, it does take years before you sit down and go, okay, all right. Now I'm going to start to analyse how I approach my business. And one of the words that's been floating around recently has been solopreneurs. Preneurs. Um, I'm not a fan of using buzzwords, but I think it's an interesting way of describing us as, as business owners. But I think there's too much emphasis on the solo because, you know, we talked about the importance of sharing the journey with other people, getting other people on board, surrounding yourself with experts. What, what is this obsession, do you think, in the business world with solo? When it's not really a solo journey. I don't know anyone who sits in their house and does nothing with anyone else. No, and I and I wonder if that's becoming almost an added pressure. Like the other um, word that comes to mind is the mumpreneurs. Oh, my God. The I women hate... who cannot now no. just be with their babies at home. They've got to have a home-based yeah. business. Or you've got to have a, a, a you know, what's your, what's your goal? Yes. I, I had a friend of mine who has three beautiful girls and she is the most fantastic mother the most amazing mother and she puts on her on her thing self-employed don't do that no put down that you are a full-time mother to three fantastically growing fabulous young women who are hopefully going to be as fabulous as you are Mm. we don't put enough importance on just um being ourselves you know it's that whole labeling system and coming back to what you were saying before about psychometric testing don't do these things just for the sake of, you know, putting another label on your shirt. Absolutely not. Do not invest any any time or money in those sorts of things unless you've got a higher purpose. Unless it's mind. a Dymo label maker. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> unless it's a label maker, don't make labels. I'm exactly. Gonna, it's going to be a thing now. And, and yeah, and and because the the question to ask is what does this mean mm. and what does this mean for me and mm. why does this matter to me? Mm. It's Coming really back to that those why four quadrant. Pillars. The why yeah. quadrant But I like the way important. the way you describe it with those pillars. It's not, there's four of them. It's yeah. not, yes, the why is there mm. and as part of the environmental mm. one, but I like the structure mm. and the doing. It's got to be, it's got to be a balanced and Absolutely. it's got to be four because nothing holds up with just three unless yes. it's a triangle prison but anyway (laughs) getting back to my math yes and coming back to the solopreneur and the thinking model and the psychology of being human right the three things we need to support our psychological and emotional well-being is we need connection Mm. right we need to to know that we matter so that feeling of significance and we've got to learn how to give that to ourselves but we also need the reciprocity from our environment giving it to us that's right right surrounding yourself with good people who appreciate you is so important and maybe that's why the mums do need a business because their kids are not always going to tell them that they value them right no that's right that's right and neither do their husbands right yeah sometimes you know so but but yeah coming back to that element of reciprocity around knowing what that you matter and that you matter to yourself and and within your ecosystem and the third thing is a sense of belonging right that is a human like it's in our DNA mm-hmm. to belong we to are a herd tribe. animals we are yeah. herd animals and 
I guess this is what, and I love it that you uh, announce all the different networking events and opportunities to to come together and 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 have that 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 connection and validation and with like-minded people. Mm. And this is what solopreneurs must must find for themselves is a community of like-minded people and that's why the service that you run here Alexi is so valuable right as being that way of listening in to create a sense of community even if we might be doing our own thing in in the physically being alone mm-hmm. um and uh, and certainly um with, with social media and you know all the social media platforms you know that's a whole other world as well that is vital for most solopreneurs to learn how to navigate that and create environment and branding and identity within that because that's the whole thing that we all are an identity of some sort so the more conscious we can be about who we are being then the more effective we're going to be within ourselves and in our communities. And that's great because you come back around to that whole, that's the reason why we do these testing things. It helps you identify, not label, but more identify what your strengths are, maybe a little bit about what your weaknesses are, what your leadership, the way that you lead, um, the people that you should surround yourself with. It it is, I think it's a very, it's important. Put Mm. it on the balance sheet, put it on your chart of accounts, make it a thing, whether it's Doing research yourself, maybe, you know, finding one of these not so great, I want to say cheap, um, I'm sure you can do testing out there that's relatively cheap, but, you, you know, do things properly. If you're going to do something, do it properly and engage with someone like yourself to do to do some, some coaching around that and use it. Don't just put a label on your shirt and go, this is, this is me. What you are is not just a label with your name on it. It is It is so much more. And, and like you said, in those different spaces, in social media, in networking groups, face-to-face, on the radio, connect with people to help reinforce what it is that you are. And if, if at the end of the day you want to stick solopreneur on your shirt, not something I would use. If you want to stick mumpreneur on there, that's okay. But you've got to own it. It's like you kind of can't shop around for labels, I guess, in a way. Yeah, absolutely right. And this is the whole thing about owning it and about standing proud in your shoes about your uniqueness and what you bring and what you stand for. Like there's that other beautiful saying by Wayne Dyer, do not die with the song still in you. Hmm. Right, hmm. and that's another reason that um, often people go searching for different types of, of testing and ways to s- understand themselves more deeply. Because the more deeply we understand ourselves, the, the the more effectively we can express ourselves and help others to do the same. Because there is a ripple effect energetically in in what we do, how we're being, and how we're making meaning of our worlds. And so you definitely, the solopreneur, the solopreneur is going to die. Hopefully. On their own. Yeah. Oh, yes. And solo. <laughs> solo. Exactly. It doesn't all have to be solo. Look, thank you so much for coming on the program today, Leah. It's been a real eye-opener to understand, I guess, firstly, what the process is of engaging with someone such as yourself and also what 
to do with though that information once you receive it and how to utilise it in your business. Give us a quick plug for um, where people can find out more about you, please. Oh, certainly. Thank you so much, Alexi. Uh, do come and visit my website, which is www.successinsight.com.au uh, or email me on leah at successinsight.com.au and I'm very um, happy to share resources or, you know, have conversations uh, with your listeners and see how we can all add value to this uh, this community we're part of. Indeed. And thank you once again. You are, of course, listening to the community, which is Triple H 100.1 FM. You can find out more about lots of different programs such as Small Biz Matters via the Triple H website, of course. And uh, if you'd like to come on the program and share your valuable insights, just like Leah has done today, get in touch with us either via Facebook, Small Biz Matters Australia, because Small Biz Matters was taken. <laughs> I didn't get in five years ago and uh, and of course you can listen to um, all our blogs and podcasts via the smallbizmatters.com.au website um, and again uh, thank you very much for coming on the program Leah and we'll see everyone next week you've been listening to Triple H 100.1 FM